Ghost Crew, aka the characters from Star Wars Rebels, however you want to identify them. Uh, we should be seeing a lot of them back in Ahsoka next year. But what about after that? What is the future for the Ghost Crew and company? So we're going to talk about that today. So welcome, everybody, to TRB. We are the Resistance Broadcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm John. That's Lacey. That's James. Um, we have a good show. I, I'm very excited about this discussion because it's sort of uh, really fully just speculation-based, maybe a little like what we hope to see and, and trying to use um, some things that have happened and how they do this stuff as sort of a guide. But I'm really excited for our discussion later in the show, but we do have a lot of other stuff going on uh so i just want to check in with you guys it is september so happy september to both of you um and or so Lacey, you've been <laughs> for Lacey's the third been really pushing the last like three episodes the uh crepe talk and the pumpkin spice talk and all that stuff so are you finally uh getting into that stuff is that stuff available yet i believe it's out already yeah pumpkin spice lattes Woo! that's just too soon i'm it's the person that goes to summer. trader joe's and buys every single pumpkin item but doesn't it feel weird to drink a pumpkin spice like latte when it's still like 88 degrees outside i have air conditioning in my house now i can turn it up put on a sweatshirt drink my pumpkin spice latte in the cold mm. save the planet <laughs> Yeah, right. Forget that planet. I need I need the I need my environment for my pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Although my favorite video that I share every year is definitely the guy on the skateboard listening to um oh gosh, I'm blanking right now. It's like one of my favorite bands. Oh, Fleetwood oh. Mac. And he's on the mm -hmm. skateboard and he just takes the pumpkin spice latte and dumps it on his head. Oh, oh, oh. Like the, the that's just like a remake of the guy with yeah, the it's cranberry a spoof juice for a parody of the oh, cranberry gotcha. juice guy yeah gotcha james you're not a coffee guy so in the morning do you have a go-to drink or you just like drink a glass of water he probably likes apple cider yeah i like apple cider like i hot chocolate apple cider those things apple but do you have a morning rare. do you have a morning routine or anything like that like most people are like oh, i'm no. gonna have my coffee when i start my job you just sit there nope yeah <laughs> The way you say that, you just sit there. You just he puts a stick. Did you like chew gum or something? Do you do anything like that? No, no, no drugs required. <laughs> drugs. I mean, yeah, caffeine's technically a drug, and I'm yeah. addicted. I Is would say drug? a lot of people are addicted to caffeine. Yeah, but yeah, I want to be addicted to it. Well, that's fine. It's yeah. not. It's not bad. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like I, I don't know. I've never been really into the. I've never been into the flavor or just like the general, hmm. uh, what do they call it? Like the uh, cult the of, coffee. of coffee. No, no, no. I'm saying like the, 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 the people that just the, I don't know how to say it. Right. I hear you, dude. Coffee culture. You're not into the whole culture. Culture of... is the word that I'm looking for. Yeah. I okay. even thought about culture. it in my head and then I was like, no, I think I'm thinking of the word cult and then I couldn't get it out. But like, yeah, cult, hmm. coffee culture. I'm not into it. You at know all. what you do have, James? You know what you do have? Hmm. You have a nice nerd nook back there. Yeah. Well, I got it off nerdnooks.com. By the way, if you guys want nice. to use promo code nerd, nerd30, you can get $30 off. You realize before this episode airs, now we have to buy that domain too. <laughs> it just it routes us right to our podcast. Oh man! Just make like a Squarespace that. like really fake site that isn't. There's nothing to buy, but yeah. it looks like there's stuff to buy. Yeah. yeah, I bet people have bought up like Star Wars episode ten, eleven, and twelve dot com. We should jump ahead and do like buy Star Wars thirteen. I doubt anybody but Disney got like episode. 11 yeah. you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um all right well we have a great show so james why don't we get after it and uh talk some star wars i fear nothing for all this as the force wills it well on monday we talked a lot about uh andor and a little bit about cheer and sure enough he comes into the show right here on thursday saying that the will of the force uh is with us and he with it um, but let's get into Will of the Force. Uh, let, let's start with this question right here. Will the next major Star Wars animated series take place before, during, 
or after the Galactic Civil War? Lacey, you get to go first on this one. When do you think the next animated series is taking place? This might be tricky. Um, I feel like they focused a lot on the prequel era and Clone Wars and stuff like that. I, I want to say that they're going to do something post-Return of the Jedi, so after the Galactic Civil War, but before the sequel trilogy. Like They could definitely do something mm. with Leia, Luke, Han, or in that time period. Okay. John, what are your thoughts? Before, after, during... Above, aboard, I was going to say around. before because I feel like they really want High Republic to happen. Um, mm -hmm. And the best way to really get that elevated is to go beyond um, the books and do some animated or live action stuff. Um, but I, I think an animated series that takes place... Like, I mean, they did it with Resistance. Um, but... Uh, that is such a good spot. So I think that is a really good answer, Lacey, but I'm still going with before. Um, Cause I, st I, st I think they really are all into this high Republic stuff. I think they'll save old, Re old Republic for live action. Yeah. 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 So I think we may get an animated series that takes place. before. I mean, that's I a that's good guess. That's yeah. the, I think the best way to branch into high Republic from the books is for, with the animated stuff yeah mm -hmm. yeah um I, yeah who knows i mean we've seen it all over the place we've definitely got in the the disney era we've gotten um clone wars because they went back and did season seven so we did prequels we got rebels which is sort of adjacent but sort of original trilogy and we got uh resistance and that was sort of adjacent again but like sequel trilogy so it's kind of they've kind of done it all i if i had to guess and i think you might be right about the high republic stuff but if i was just taking a guess right now or something that i'd like to see i'd like to see a new group of people right smack in like empire time and just make it during and it's a just a new group of people together and they're not necessarily involved with like uh you know han and luke and stuff like that but they they're just part of that world um and i think that could be a it could be a good time for it right now, but I think you guys are right about the High Republic stuff. That that makes sense because we, definitely... we each picked one of the choices. <laughs> Something's going on over there. Le yeah. Oh yeah, Lacey, you did say after one of choice. us is going to be right. <laughs> yeah. Um, good question though. Uh, and speaking of good questions, we have another one uh, from one of our patrons. Now this is a tier two or above on our patron because tier two or above gets to submit questions in fact this person is all the way up at a general uh this is mike waldron aka darth hurricane and mike asked us the question will we ever see star wars and he put in parentheses movies tvs animation take a long-term break in order to try to create a sense of excitement when they inevitably return john you get a first shot at this one any chance that the bigger storytelling in motion sort of storytelling uh, will take a big halt for a long period of time to raise that excitement bar again? I don't think so. I, I think the only aspect of that will be hiatus for feature films. Because um, granted, you know, we don't know what's going on with Rogue Squadron. Kathleen Kennedy herself said it's pushed aside. So in my opinion, that movie's toast. I thought you just said for... Broke Squadron. <laughs> Bro Squadron? Broke, broke Squadron. Oh, Broke Squadron. Yeah. Well, right now that movie is Broke Squadron. That's why well, I thought but... you were making a joke. I was like, ooh, no, that's hard. No. Um, <laughs> like, go for broke, and then they got broke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then Taika, you know, d that's apparently still going on um, for maybe filming next year or something like that. But I, I think that's that's what's going to be the the you know, sense of excitement is the return of a Star Wars movies in the theater. I think that's, so I don't think there's going to be any sort of break or halt. I think that stuff that's gone the way of the Dodo. We're in a give us, give us stuff to watch uh, society. Mm -hmm. And um, there won't be, when you list all these different mediums, they're just, I don't think there's going to be any sort of break unless Star Wars actually gets sold to another, you know, studio and they have to regroup or something. But, as of now, full steam ahead. 
Mm-hmm. Lacey, what are your thoughts? Um, it's a good question, and I am someone that's all about the hype train. Like, I love being hyped for uh, Star Wars product product eh, products and projects. Uh, that period before they happen is like my favorite point, and then once they come out, it's like, okay, what's the next thing? Because there's just something about that collective excitement within the community that's just a really fun time um and no one has opinions until it comes out so everyone can be happy and excited about something i don't think they're going to take any long long-term breaks uh they're a part of the disney machine now just like marvel is and they're just constantly churning and looking to make money and keeping it moving i don't think that's going to happen. Like John said, I think the only kind of piece of that that makes sense is the movie stuff just because there's a lot of with COVID and production issues or setbacks. I think that's the only thing that might get pushed back or reworked timeline wise. But as for TV, I think they're going to keep it going. Disney wants to push out Disney Plus stuff and those things are already filming. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I I think when it comes to this, we we just saw Light and Magic. And in that documentary, they said we were a group of people that were banded together specifically to make Star Wars. And then once Star Wars was done, we all needed jobs. Like we all needed to keep doing this. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so they just started like working on these other things, these other properties. So if you're thinking about Lucasfilm as an entity, if they stopped making movies, stopped making TV, stopped making animation, what are they doing? You know, like now you could say, well, they're working on like Indiana Jones stuff or they're working on, you know, these like Willow stuff. It's like, I just don't see that fulfilling the company by any means. Um, and I think that if you're talking about just Star Wars taking a break, it's coming at the perspective of a fan where like we could take a break from that. But you have all these people who work at this company and they can't take a break for 10 years just to like try and hope that it would be like a episode seven. It's back moment. You know, mm-hmm. they have jobs and they are going to continue to put this stuff out. Um what I would think was interesting is if they did find another property, they found something else, but I just don't see that happening. But it does make you wonder, where's the Indiana Jones animated show? Or, you know, where's the Willow animated show or something like that? I, I just, I don't know. Um, I mean, they're doing the TV thing. So where's Indiana Jones TV? Maybe that's live action TV. Indiana Jones animated show would be cool. Yeah, it would. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's more that they could be doing, but their bread and butter is Star Wars, so they're, they're never going to go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. But I don't know. Maybe there's an argument of like, well, what were they doing in the '90s, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But all right. But um, let's move on to the next question here. Uh, last week we speculated on whether or not we would see Darth Plagueis in the Acolyte, but we're going to take it a little bit further than that. Will we ever see Palpatine specifically killing Darth Plagueis in live-action Star Wars? Now we're back here <laughs> with Lacey on this one, who, if if I do say myself, self, her favorite character, Palpatine, right? Um, Lacey, what are Where's your thoughts? Lacey? For our audio listeners, Lacey, when she heard the question, she did the Kayla Maroney face. If you know what that is. Yeah. That's the I'm not impressed face. Uh, uh, yeah. Somehow Palpatine has returned. Um, no, I don't think and we'll he's ever killing see it. Jeez. So here's the tricky thing, mm-hmm. which obviously this is probably me stating the obvious. If they ever do a Palpatine series, they're going to show this moment. But currently, Mm. if we're talking about like the Acolyte, which is what the Plagueis stuff was talking about. Sure. No, I don't think we'll see it in that. If they do a Palpatine series, yes, I think we will. But for the sake that they haven't announced a Palpatine series, I'm going to stick with my no. We will not see the moment where Palpatine kills Darth Plagueis. But what if Mando's in it? But what if Mando's in it? 10 out of 10. If Mando kills Plagueis, 11 out of 10. John, are we ever going to see this scene in live action? Will they do it? I don't know. Good answer. too focused on these recycled jokes from 
<laughs> 10 days ago. Oh my gosh. Says the guy that says, we're back, baby, like every other episode for <laughs> that's four a, years. That's a, that's a catchphrase. That's different. <laughs> there are so many things that you say all the time that it's just like, again. The people want it. I give it to them. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we 100% will see this moment. I think it's... It's such a pivotal moment in the story of Star Wars and and how Palpatine came to be who he was that they have to tell it in canon. All we had was him telling his version of the story to Anakin in a very Cliff Notes sort of way. We're going to see this at some point. I don't think they're going to just toss it in a comic or something. It's a big, huge Mm -hmm. moment. People want to know who this Darth Plagueis guy is. They have a card to play. With this Darth Plagueis character. They can really give us something awesome with that character. So I think we'll get Plagueis in live action. And I think we're going to see Palpatine kill him. Um, I think... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm like 90% sure that we will see that in live action. Um, I think you guys are right. So that's my answer. I do what was think... that? That was me sleeping on Palpatine moments. <laughs> On my my answer, boy. Yeah, when you were talking very passionately, I was going. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Now you know how I felt when you were talking about Raylo for six years. Okay, first of all, you do that every time James goes into some type of tangent about anything (laughs) that you don't like. Oh, when you talk about Apple, maybe. Yeah, sure. Getting tired of thinking. So anyway, if if (laughs) Apple releases the new, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, ten out of ten. If Mando shows up and then he has an iPhone. Yeah. Um, what was uh? Where were we going with this? Oh, I think Plagueis. you guys are right. So I think that that probably is exactly the answer. Like if they did do this, then they will show it. But for for fun, I I kind of like the idea of exploring it as not so much a you fought in the Clone Wars, and it's like oh we're gonna show the Clone Wars right, and we make mm-hmm. it a big thing, and it's this callback. So they said it, so now we have to show it. Um, and making it a little bit more of a um, sort of like the the Yoda like where what his species is sort of thing. It's this it's this ongoing sort of uh, mystery. Maybe. We never see it. We never really know how it goes down. Like um, the Bothans, be, uh, maybe sort of something like that. Like it's just kind of this mysterious story, and to actually show it would sort of take away from the angle of like how did that really go down? Because he doesn't say he killed him in his sleep. He says his apprentice killed him in his sleep. And we all know what he really means, but just he's such a manipulator and a storyteller that it's almost kind of, it almost sort of cheapens the speech, which is, you know, iconic at this point to say, but here's what really happened, you know? So it's like, you can almost kind of just let him like, close the door and then like the next episode there's no more Plagueis you know we never saw it we don't know how it happened but it was it it uh it did happen Plagueis went away you know um so that it would was be Maggie Simpson the whole time <laughs> it was yeah um or we get another one from one of our patrons uh this time Admiral Michael Schilling wanted to ask a question and hey, he just submitted it and we took it so here it is uh will the Ahsoka series lead into new live action rebels into a new live action rebel series or will it st- uh st- st- <laughs> instead oh yeah yeah i actually read this and and knew to correct myself when i got there and i still stumbled on it uh will it instead (laughs) yeah will it instead give a final goodbye to those characters i'm going to reread this again it's will the ahsoka series uh lead into a new live action rebel series or will it instead give a final goodbye to those characters john you get to go first on this one uh what do you think Man, I, it's tough because I'm sort of caught in between here. I This is not a goodbye, in my opinion. I think they brought in this cast um, and to plan on using them beyond this limited Ahsoka series. Um, I don't know that it's going to be a Rebels um, season five via live action, though. So that's tricky to me. So I'm going to say they will continue in live action, but I don't think it's going to be called Rebels or like be uh, uh, a direct continuation of the series rebels in live action but they will Mm -hmm. all be back and continue on 
So it won't be like Rebels Reborn, the series or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lacey, what are your thoughts on Michael's great question here? This is a great question. Thank you, Michael. Um, I agree with John. I I think that they're going to continue on these characters. I, I think that they're casting them to have them for a while. And it's not a final goodbye. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm I'm in agreement with that as we head into the discussion. Um, I I do think that it would seem kind of strange for the person that doesn't didn't watch Rebels and they're watching The Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett and and they get used to Ahsoka and they're like, cool, where's that going? Oh, and cool, who are these characters? And then all of a sudden. Ahsoka and all those characters just never show up again. They're just done, gone. Right. Like you gotta right. go with you gotta go with these characters on the journey. Where does that spin off? Who do they introduce? Who do they meet? What are their stories? So I I feel like that's the direction we're headed. Um, but that is going to end Will the Force this week, and we can just continue this conversation in our next segment. John, imagine if we all said no, and then we had to go into the discussion. Imagine if I just sent the discussion to John, and then Lacey talked. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, imagine we all said, no, they're not continuing on. And then we're like, so oh, the discussion is, what oh, is yeah, the future yeah, yeah. of Rebels? Totally, Would it be the first totally. time to stonewall me? So. <laughs> there uh, was a moment I was thinking, I was like, let me say no. <laughs> just to see what would happen. I would just do one off. Yeah. Well, Jay, I have a feeling just Jay's lean in. Gonna... Not a chance. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And we're on to resistance transmissions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, it is time for our discussion. Obi Wan once thought as you do. What is the future of Star Wars Rebels, aka the Ghost Crew, after the Ahsoka series? So, Rebels had a great four-season animated run that many would argue got better every season. Uh, the characters all appeared slated to return in the upcoming live-action Ahsoka series, which is uh, billed as a you know, special event series or limited series. So the question is, what is the future for the Ghost Crew after that series? So let's speculate on whether the story is destined to resume in live action with our new cast that we're getting that we still don't know uh, in entirety uh, and what type of adventures they could go on. Um, Or if you think Filoni's like, I'm coming back to animation and they're going to do more animated. I don't know. I mean, that's that's also on the table. We don't know the future. So this is really going to be heavily speculated uh, speculated in terms of uh, our thoughts. And, uh, you know, maybe like I said at the top, based on some, you know, tidbits you hear and there and stuff from interviews and, and that sort of stuff. So it sounds like based on the three of us talking about from Monday to today with this new cast, uh, Natasha Lou Bordizo, um, obviously we have Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Um, we saw Hera. We don't know who's playing her. There's a lot of uh, theories that it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Uh, who's married to Hugh McGregor, right? Yep, yeah. they have a kid. Um, and, you know, uh, Ezra still to be determined. So there's a lot to still find out, but it looks like they are casting this uh, full ghost crew and beyond. So I think it's no question that we're going to get a continuation of their story after Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. I think it would be smart for them to sort of separate with Ahsoka once they finish this series, because she can really take a lot of steam away from other characters. And I think if she, if this series is really her show, I think it will end there. They'll part ways for a bit, kind of like how she wasn't always in all of rebels either. And then we'll get to really spend time with the crew again and whoever else they run into. So that's my initial thought. I do think it will 100% be live action. And the main reason for that, I touched on this a bit on Monday, is I don't think they had any intentions of casting these people. Again, it's John Favreau's casting director, all mm-hmm. the way dating back to his early 2000s movies, uh, including Iron Man, which launched the MCU. Uh, to bring these people in just for this one limited series. Like, yeah, we're bringing you in for this big deal for 40 minutes of screen time. Like, no chance. Mm -hmm. These people are just getting started. And Dave Filoni, too. In my opinion, he's completely... uh, Him in animation, in terms of what he used to do, is in his rear view now. Maybe he'll consult and help out. But for the continuation of this story, I think the 
the path that they're going to go on, all you have to do is look at Dave Filoni's path. And now he's creative executive. He's fully entrenched in live action, mm-hmm. sort of like Favreau's understudy in a sense from a production perspective. He's directing now. He's doing the live action writing, show running. Uh, that's the natural progression. And I think his characters are going to go with him on that journey. So that's where I'm starting. Um, James, I'm going to toss it to you. Um, you're, pro- you're the biggest Rebels fan out of the three of us. So you may have more passion in this in terms of your wants but do you agree with my assessment there, or do you think there's a chance animation comes back, or do you think they put a bow on it at the end of Ahsoka? I would kind of be surprised if they did the animation thing. I think like a lot of the characters have elevated to the, to the point which they're. It, it's very clear. I mean, they've yeah. already announced Sabine. It's very clear that they're also. Uh, they've already shown Hera. You know, uh, Ezra's in talks. They've they've mentioned Thrawn, like all this stuff to me. And I think there was even an interview recently with Dave Filoni where he was saying, it's kind of cool to play in that world because there was all this like stuff that happened in legends and it's no longer around anymore. And we're bringing it back. Like we brought back Thrawn, like, yeah, sure. It was in a different time period or whatever, but it's fun to kind of realize those stories. And I'm like, it sounds like you're doing heir to the empire. Like in, you're not cause you can't, Sure. but it sounds like what you're doing is you're sort of saying, you know, hey, maybe maybe Thrawn wasn't necessarily around, but maybe he also did this time. Maybe he also was still crazy at this, and maybe those were sort of where like where those legends and those stories came from. Is that Thrawn was around at that time, and it, maybe it's a little bit of a different story. But the truth is, is that he was, you know, ruling and and a big problem for a lot of people in this time frame. Um, so I, I definitely think that is happening. Um, the other thing, uh, that I was going to say about, uh, that I think is interesting is that, you know, when world one came out, it felt like it was Lucasfilm being like, here, have this, have this little ghost. We put a ghost in live action. There you go. Oh, look at Hera. It mentioned Hera over the intercom. Oh, there's Chopper, and right? There. Exactly. Real quick, real quick. Yep. <laughs> like all these little things just felt like they were like these weird Easter eggs. It's like winks and nods. But what's interesting to think about is from the perspective of Star Wars fans who really only like the movies and now they're like obviously involved in the live action TV shows too because they feel like movies. Their, their live action Star Wars is this the top notch, right? So it's like, now it feels like they can go back and they can look at Rogue One and be like, oh, they've been sort of seeding these characters. It's not like elevating the animation up. It's more like, here's a little taste of this other ship. Here's this person. We mentioned this a long time ago. And now we're finally getting to the point where you're going to get to see those characters and meet those characters. So it's weird. It's like, it's not like so much an Easter egg anymore. It's a little bit more like we've known, and this may not be the case, but like we've known we wanted to do this. We've known we wanted to present these characters eventually down the line. We're just now getting there. So here you go, live action Star Wars fans. Here's what we've been teasing for a very long mm-hmm. time kind of thing. I I, uh, I think, and it, it's going to be paid off more than just si- six episodes of Ahsoka <laughs> and then it's done. It's like, it's all been leading to that, you know? So yeah, I, I again, like I, we're going to say it a million times, I would just be very surprised to find out that the whole hunt for Ezra and Thrawn and Ahsoka and Sabine and all that stuff is six episodes long and then it's over. Yeah, That's I totally agree. I, I think just the kind of weight that comes with Ahsoka, I don't think the story's just going to end there. I think it's going to continue on, even if she doesn't, which you guys know how I feel about people dying by the end of things. Um, But I think that the characters that they're building around her, especially Ezra and Sabine, I think they're such beloved characters that they're going to push them into the next thing. Whether that be into The Mandalorian, into their own show, spinoff series, what does that look like? I think, obviously, they're going to wait to see the reception on Ahsoka to make that choice. To see, like, is do fans want this or do they not? Are they good? Um, what did they like about it? Let's pursue I think that. that they're a lot more cautious now on, like, what the fans want than they were probably previously. Um 
I'm interested to see what comes after Ahsoka because I think it, it's tough because you don't know where the story is going at this point, right? We don't really have that much information on Ahsoka. So it's like, are they going to end with Thrawn there or are they just going to end Ahsoka's story and continue on? But Thrawn's also going to continue on with Ezra and Sabine because um, I think he's going to be potentially a really good villain for whatever comes after this. Um, and as we all know, he's a very popular character. He's like the one that's selling the most books. So I don't mm-hmm. see why they wouldn't want to keep the going. And I know, James, you say that all the time about like, oh, give us a Thrawn series. Give us something with Thrawn. Um, I think that that could branch off of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way we talked about Natasha being cast on Monday the way that they went through the whole process and the way she's talking about the role to me doesn't seem like it's going to be a five episode, six episode thing for her. She seems like this is my dream role. She's very into it. It seems like she's very much on the, we keep going back to it just because it's attached to Favreau, but the Robert Downey Jr. Like this is who I am. She seems perfectly happy being Sabine for a long time. And I love that. Yeah. I love that for and, her. And that excites me as a Star Wars fan because it makes me be invested oh, in it absolutely. as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's it's always good to see a young actor who's like chomping at the bit and really excited to be a part of it. Um, and you hope that sustains because, you know, we saw John Boyega jumping over his couch when he watched the trailer for The Force Awakens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now he's sort of, ah. But- Which is why I'm kind of... You know, we have talked a lot about who's playing Ezra over the years. We interviewed Taylor Gray, who's so kind and wonderful. We saw him oh, at Celebration. Yeah. He's like one of the nicest people ever. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can't help but be a little bit excited for Min- uh, Mina Masoud because he is one of those people that would totally latch onto that role and make it his own. And he seems very excited to get involved. I- yeah, and that's, again, rumored. Like, right. we don't know yeah, that. Yeah. Sure. You know, that- I'm saying wanna- he's talked about it. I want to jump into just really quickly about the the thing that we were just talking about, Natasha, because we have um, Rosaria Dawson playing Ahsoka, and she is she loves it. She's very open. Yeah. She I is love Ahsoka, playing Ahsoka. Yeah. The cool thing about that is that the, it, she is already established, so I don't see her after you know after they kill off Ahsoka or do whatever you know that she is mm-hmm. like. I'm done with Star Wars. I'm just leaving it. You know, I don't see her like right. backing down on that. She understands her career. She knows what she's done. She knows what she's capable outside of Star Wars. And unlike what I was talking about on Monday, I feel like she's a person that will, no matter what, forever and ever be like, if there's a way to bring me back as Ahsoka, I will always, I would always love to return to Star Wars. It's like, very special in my she's heart. She's the Ewan McGregor. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of, um, but, uh, but no, I, I another another thing just about this in general is like I feel like this is probably the perfect thing for Star Wars right now because um, we've talked a lot about would we like to see the villain of 10, 11, and 12 be a force user or a non-force user? And at the end of the day, it's always like, I just don't think they would ever go with that bold choice. Mm-hmm. But on TV, they could probably get away with it. And they mm-hmm. could make it very interesting and compelling. And, and you know, they always have that like, well, it's TV. There's always the movies, which would be the real big bad. You know, they're over there. But on TV, you can make a character like Thrawn really compelling and, and villainous, um, similar to um, what they've done with um, Moff Gideon. Uh, but I think this all seems to be leading up to that in the sense that they could have Ahsoka be on the journey. They could, in live action, kill off Dave Filoni's character and do it the right way, exactly how they want it done, or you know, she could do whatever she needs to do to, to move on. And then that would be like the team sacrifice that would allow us to look back at, you know, um, all these Rebels characters in live action now, and Mando, and Boba Fett, and Fennec Shand, and possibly Luke and Grogu, you know, like they're all there, and they see that sacrifice, and then they go up against Thrawn, you know, and it's this big thing. Like, I, I'm I'm kind of interested in the, like, if, if they loosely retell the heir to the Empire story, you've got the, like, Luke, Mara Jade, Luke versus Thrawn angle, and now you've sort of brought him in as one of the crew in this Mandalorian world. It almost feels like if Ahsoka's involved and something happens, do you think 
John that that Luke could be involved to that degree, like Luke versus Thrawn. I know we're getting off topic with the Rebels thing, but I think like um, the whole gang going against that villain. Why no. wouldn't Luke be involved? No, I, I don't because I think that's too big of a story for Luke, and then Fair. people will be even more pissed off about the sequel trilogy because <laughs> um, they're like, "Oh, you're going to give this fake Luke this amazing arc and just." have mark hamill do what he did in the sequel trilogy like that will not fly with people but how do you um, raise the stakes with thrawn without like luke that questioning I, it I, or being i involved? think i think because thrawn is more military based they'll sort of handle it in a different way than than throw a bunch of force users at him mm-hmm. um and i know there was one or one of the thrawn books where they really pitted him uh more psychologically uh against vader uh, under the guise of Palpatine and seeing how they both sort of right, right. Um, played that chess match. But I think with Luke, he'll, he has to be involved with this crew because it, we saw him and Ahsoka clearly ha- have spent time together and you know concerned about Grogu and his future and what have you. But it wouldn't make any sense then for her to then not bring Ezra to meet Luke um, and 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 establish that connection because i believe there you know there there's a lot of what luke did uh in his time was searching for sith artifacts and uh searching for the first jedi temple and and really looking for the history of the jedi under this assumption that he was the last one um then you know how he obviously meets ahsoka and we understand that now via the book of boba fett well he's also been hanging out with lando and ezra and lando have hung out they know each other yeah Right, that Weird. works too. That works too. I don't know how they'll do handle Lando. That would be interesting. Donald Glover. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> no, but, but they, they can't. They can't. They can't. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm just saying. Um, but back to it. I think Ezra has to have some sort of meeting with Luke. Um, so that that's how they'll bring back that deep fake version of Luke again. But they can't go too much further than that. This version of Luke Skywalker is going to be used very sparingly. Um, and fans are reasons- already upset about the way they're using him. For the yeah, for the reasons I said, I, I think even though Mark Hamill is involved and he does, you know, some of the you know body movements and place holding and and that sort of stuff, I, I still think they can't push it too far. So that'll be the extent of him. Um, Thrawn, I'm not sure about. I'm not even t- entirely sure he's going to all of a sudden be some sort of big bad in between episodes six and seven. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I'm, I'm I am curious about that. So I don't have too much to speculate on that. But in terms of the ghost crew, like you can really open this thing up. Like you can 100% bring back, uh, Kanan, you know, if he, if he somehow, uh, you know, I don't know if they fully gave us him, uh, as a force spirit, but you know, the, the wolf speaking, saying doom and stuff. And like him speaking through this wolf is, you know, in terms of what people's, uh, he's at the end of rise yeah of skywalker, i was gonna say right? technically he's at the end of rise of skywalker oh, he speaks, too. right yeah. that's true so so they could bring him back and have some really big moments with him in that way sort of like they've done with you know the return of qui-gon you know in in obi-wan and we see where that maybe that goes with their inevitable season two so i think they could really open that up and get a reunion going it doesn't have to be uh freddie prince jr you know i don't know that he fits the look but they could they could maybe you know fudge around with it i think that'd be cool to actually hear his voice though since you know he did the voice in in episode nine and i understand that ashley Eckstein did the voice for ahsoka in episode nine but mm-hmm. um I, I i think it would be cool to hear um his voice as kanan episode and, nine uh, came out before they officially cast rosario dawson yeah yeah Publicly. yeah true and, and, and then this all hinges also on you know, will Sabine be in Mandalorian and how much are they going to have that tied in? Because this is all under the Favreau storytelling umbrella here with Filoni. Um, so if Sabine winds up being in the Mandalorian, maybe that changes this conversation a bit. Who has the dark saber? Are we going to see Sabine, uh, with the dark saber? Is something going to happen to Bo-Katan? Is Sabine going to, is Bo-Katan going to go so crazy that Sabine has to face her and, and, and defeat her? How old uh, is Sabine at this point? Again, she's a little younger than Ezra, right? Older, older, mm-hmm. but she, but only he's nineteen at the time of his disappearance. So, yes. so at this point, he would be in his late twenties. So she's probably thirty. Well, 
debatably 18, but 18, 19, I, I would assume that she is 32, 33 at A New Hope, so that would make her 39. 33 in A New Hope? Oh, wait, wait no, sorry, 20, 23 in A New Hope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, said the wrong So number. she's probably around 30 or so. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that leads to my next thing, which I... I'm really looking down the road here, but like Avengers style, like it would, we've talked about this. It would be so cool to see. Now they'd have to explain where Ezra was during the sequel trilogy, but it would be really cool to see like a, like 50s year old Ezra sort of being almost like the wise Jedi and, and, and have him working with Ray and Grogu and like that sort of thing. Cause then all of a sudden you're like, I don't know if I want to go beyond episode nine because all the characters I loved are gone. But then all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, that's Grogu. I love Grogu. That's Ezra. I love Ezra. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, this is all familiar to me. And then they can like launch a whole new set of movies off of that. So it really comes down to this whole culmination thing they're talking about and how far they want to bridge all this stuff. I hope they do. Um, And the last thing is I'm really curious what they end up doing with Jason Syndulla. If he's going to be a part of this, is he force sensitive? Uh, what's that going to be like? How old is he now? I don't think he's because... in it. You don't think so? No, there's a book. I mean, not that it means anything. But they like was... write him off like the third daughter from Family Matters. Just they sort like, yeah, of stayed had Hera sort of write in that she like, you know, isn't necessarily the greatest mother because she put too much of herself into the rebellion and she sort of, yeah, I don't know, wasn't. What's that from there. Alphabet Squadron? I don't know what that was from, honestly. I feel like it's just kind of been like bits and pieces of different things. Can I throw two things out there? Sure. Kind of random. That's kind of all we're doing. (laughs) So one, what if the way this is all building is that when we first meet Mandalorian, he's a loner, he is a bounty hunter, he doesn't care about anybody, then he finds Grogu, they become a pair... What if the ghost crew after Ahsoka perishes, does whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. goes off? What if that crew becomes his crew? And they become like a found family type thing where he becomes a part of their their little group. I mean... Two. Yeah. What if Sabine is a love interest? Oh, of Din Djarin? Yeah. It's not that crazy. I would, at this point, I would kind of be surprised if they didn't do the Sabine Ezra angle. That after everything they went through, right, and she looks right. at the photo and she she knows that they just knew each other too well, and it was always about them. Kind what of if thing. it's a love triangle? Oh, I mean, you can see that. Oh, but I I really <laughs> like. I mean, not not to derail that because i think you're you're onto something as well it all kind of goes together is that i, I really I like just really John... want romance in star wars can we please get something <laughs> anything please I, well i think it could be the sabine and ezra thing i think that's the I whole point of too. she that's yeah. why she's going after him and she's realized there's something there's something about him and the, sure. they're supposed to be together supposed to connect um but I like the idea that, uh, you know, you kind of forget that Sabine is this Mandalorian. She did have the Darksaber. She's very connected to Bo-Katan. She's very connected to Mandalore yeah. and the whole world. Right. She, she like, set aside for a second the Ahsoka connection, right, with the way Rebels ended. It makes so much more sense for her character post-Rebels to be involved in Mandalorian-related things than it does for her to be related in Ahsoka Jedi spiritual, you know, their a logo has like the it, glyph it, in the world between worlds I agree. and stuff. She seems more Mandalorian but, related than anything. So having her fit into this Mandalore universe, Mandoverse, it, it makes so much more sense on his side than even Ahsoka's side. But she's casting the Ahsoka show, but it's like it's all coming together. Like it's it all makes be sense. So wild when Sabine and him are on the same screen. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like we're building to like a a Mandalorian civil war. I think that they're they're clearly planting seeds of all these different dogmas and what's the true mm-hmm. uh, meaning also, of Mandalorians and Yeah, I'm also thinking 
like and where we're at currently and on? where we're at currently is care dunes out <laughs> who you know no, i'm just kidding yeah so like did you guys catch my joke forgot about that character i'm not even yeah. kidding oh my gosh well, she's on, out on you monday know? i threw it in really randomly we were talking about john favreau he, his crew they always cast the best people i was like yeah like gina carana nobody heard me <laughs> oh i didn't hear that but like i'm just thinking you know they had this plan when they started and then that's completely changed due to you know casting changes uh f- what's the rangers of the new republic was supposed to come out now it's not so it's like how are they making this work and mm. in that time frame they've introduced all these rebels characters that people have thoroughly loved whether they're rebels fans or not like they've just become fan favorites in live action that i don't see how the Mandoverse, which I love that they call it that, the Mandoverse isn't building to some type of Rebels culmination. Yeah, I I don't know if I like that for the Ghost Crew because I feel like then they just get tossed into this stew of Mandalore. But isn't that what I'd... Star Wars is at this point? It's one big stew of fan, yeah, <laughs> you know, fan love like, and random I, appearances. I, I ne- I agree, but I don't like when characters get like chained down to something. And that's how I felt about Book of Boba Fett when he becomes the Daimo and he's just like stuck on Tatooine doing all his BS when he could be Boba Fetting across the galaxy. Um, but because the only the only one that would make sense to tie to that is Sabine. And I think she'll be an important character, but... I still think Ezra is the main character of that crew. So the focus has to be on him. He's the Luke Skywalker of that group. So I think maybe... But they, they also point, have to explain where they he's can been. Do, yeah, they can do Mandalorian stories that aren't the Rebels follow-up and have Sabine do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think whatever the future of Ezra is, which they really need to figure out because it's going to be tricky because the way like The Force Awakens is, it's sort of like... Luke Skywalker is the last Jedi. Like, Snoke said it. Does that mean Snoke couldn't sense Ezra? Like, there's a lot of things they need to... Like, I, th- the story I group, think Ezra's the story gone gonna... before the sequel trilogy, but... Dead? That's, but, the, but the weird thing is, is that when we talked to Taylor Gray, he said he talked to Dave Filoni, and Dave Filoni, that Ezra's not in that part because he's not dead. Yeah, he did say mm-hmm. that. And I, that's I from think... Dave Filoni. Now, that might change. I'm yeah, not can... saying yeah, that it can't, in... but... So, so the Ahsoka series is supposed to take place around the same time as to, Mando. To clarify, you're talking is, about the end credits of, or the ending of Nine. The ending of Just Nine, any, where all the Jedi voices are yeah. heard. If yeah. anybody didn't grab onto what you meant, Sorry. that's what you meant. Yes, yeah. that's what I meant. For Please go back and watch that episode if you haven't. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Taylor's amazing. Uh, he brings up how Dave Filoni, he had chatted with Dave Filoni about why Ezra's voice doesn't appear at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. And Dave Filoni said, well, that's all the Jedi that have died and Ezra's not dead yeah and it would be sad in a way with Kanan's sacrifice mm-hmm. to have Ezra perish that young it's funny because um, you were all for Kylo Ren dying when you said that it would be sad I wasn't all for it I said I think he will it was different I mean he would be the be same careful, age <laughs> Lucas people joking. clip things these days he joking. would be the same age Lucas so when you say that young it would be similar to Luke before Force Awakens. Just as long well, as not he... depend depending on when, because if Ahsoka's taking place around the same time as the I, Mandalorian, he's that's talking nine about sequel trilogy. ABY. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, all I'm, he's twenty eight years old. Lacey brings up a good point that if Dave Filoni said he maybe you know he gets because he's not alive, but if I was just taking a guess, I would say an easy way to just explain why he's not involved in the sequel trilogy is that he died some point before Force Awakens, which isn't young. He would be about. I mean, that's still young, but like he would be, be like about 50. Luke's age. Yeah, that's yeah. young, but it's like not. I, don't I mean, think he's Luke dead, didn't though. die. Have, you would have heard his voice. I don't think he's dead either. I mean, you can't and, have and that moment. And I just thought it'd be easy. It. it would be an easy ride out, and it, oh, of he could he could have his adventures and his stories, and he could just you know not be around by that time. Or they have to, or or he's he's <laughs> he's at Octo, but he's on another island, and him and Luke just never connect. Oh my god! <laughs> it's 
So they go to Ezra and he's like, go away. And we're like, oh no, not again. Mm. <laughs> Ezra's just on that island over there doing the same exact thing Luke is doing. Um, he's got a door from the ghost down the bottom uh, as his like bedroom door. That and, and Palpatine showing up again. They do more helicopter shots. Mine yeah. Oh, it's going to be tricky. It really, for, for me, I'm realizing it. this all hinges on Ezra because he is that crew's Luke Skywalker. So they need to figure out how to tell his story and what that means. And everything else will fall after that. Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. go, that goes for small supporting characters like Zeb, Callus, uh and 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 bigger ones like Kanan and uh Hera and stuff like and of course Sabine. So and I like what you said James about, you know, maybe it is a fateful thing with Sabine and Ezra and maybe you take it to live action where you can show more of a romance than you would on a Disney Channel uh TV show. Um that that that, that again, it's like two things for me. It's like what are they doing with Sabine? Is she involved in this whole dark saber quest? She probably survives. I don't think Bo-Katan does. But the show's called The Mandalorian, so I figure he's still going to end with the Darksaber unless he destroys it, which I think he might. Does that free then Sabine? What do they do with Mandalorian? And then on the other side, Ezra. What are they going to do with Ezra? So it really hinges on those two things in terms of where they take mm -hmm. this entire group after the Ahsoka series. For the me. Only, that's, my, that's my personal conclusion. The only negative side to my theory on the Ezra and Sabine thing is that those even Sabine Ezra will be even more supporting because I don't even think he's like I think he's kind of the MacGuffin rather than like a character but Sabine is still a supporting character in the Ahsoka show yes. and if Sabine comes into Mandalorian she's still a supporting character to Mandalorian so to have this big epic storyline of like their spirits are meant to be or whatever and it's about these two supporting characters that aren't even the title characters of the show that seems a little weird so Lacey in 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 your argument if Sabine is like a fateful love interest to Mandalorian then all of a sudden her presence makes more sense from the romantic standpoint because then you have your title character the Mandalorian involved with a supporting character which makes sense Mm -hmm. like uh, otherwise they're doing this weird like crazy story with Ezra and Sabine over here and it's like this This is not the Sabine show <laughs> this is not the Ezra show this is Ahsoka and the Mandalorian and Boba oh. Fett you know it's like it, they don't they don't fit in they can support but they're, they have to support Ahsoka's story mm -hmm. Mando's story right that maybe maybe it has to be thrown now that I'm thinking about it because I just thought about Grogu I'm like where are all these Jedi when Luke Skywalker's like, I'm it. I'm the last one. I'm the last Jedi. The movie's literally called The Last Jedi. And then I'm going to give it to Rey. And she's going to be The Last Jedi. It's like, where's Ezra? Where's Grogu? They're maybe going to have to go to like the unknown regions and like fight Thrawn for those three years during the sequel trilogy. Be like, what happened? Palpatine came back? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> then tell stories after episode nine. They're like, where's Finn? That guy was about to be a Jedi, wasn't he? They're like, he said, "You're not gonna, you're not gonna Jedi me," and that was it. They like well, come back. They check their phone. It says a thousand missed calls, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> like, like what calls. happened?" Yeah, <laughs> damn holocrons. Exactly. Um, it's crazy. It's they have a, they have a big job to do. Lacey, what are your what are your final thoughts on I'm all trying this? To, trying to give them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my final thoughts are: I think, obviously, this crew—they're not done. They have more to do, um, outside of just doing the Ahsoka series. But I really, I go back to it. I really want some type of romance, whether it's between mm -hmm. Sabine and Ezra, or Sabine and Mandalorian, or Sabine and whoever. I just. I feel like that's what we're missing. And I really hope that there's some type of romance angle in here because I can only watch the father-son stuff with Mando and Grogu so much until I'm like, I want him to have a happy family where there's some other partner for him. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think the found family thing to me works because it's like you have someone that's so by themselves, they're basically their whole life and they're longing to find where they belong in the universe, which he keeps going back to the mandalorians being like oh i will keep my helmet on if it means you'll accept me and here's a mm. crew of like random people that are all their own personalities fighting for the good in the galaxy that are willing to protect him and probably grogu uh 
he'd be a good fit. So I just think it's a good melding of Favreau and Filoni into what their stories ultimately want to tell. And to add to that too, like right now we have the Mandalorian and he was just fighting for himself. He didn't have anybody to protect. And then he got the child and he protected the child. And that was a great story. You know, it's something worth Mm -hmm. fighting for as Grogu gets more powerful though. He Grogu will be stronger than the Mandalorian and he will lose, he will lose that angle of I'm, I'm living my life to protect X. Right. Right. And he needs maybe that, that family or those friends that that group that found family to stand up for and protect um i mean he's kind of moved in that angle with like boba fett and stuff but they're just like friends you know i don't, I don't really think that's like that angle i think boba fett um, would be like the guy that's like yo stop hugging me like i gotta go. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll call you dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like fennec's just like Hey Boba, I I got the Red Lobster gift card. Do you want to come with me? Like <laughs> Happy Gilmore, uh, the Sizzler. Um, no, I got uh, one other thing too. Is the the story here? The discussion is uh, what is the future of Star Wars Rebels? And to me, I under I know that like Ahsoka was in Rebels, Sabine was in Rebels, Ezra was in Rebels, Hera sort of is in Rebel. You know what I mean? It's sort of in this, and she was in Rebels. It feels like it's a Rebels thing, but as a fan of the show, I felt like it ended so perfectly that the Ghost crew was done. They'd they'd all gone their separate ways and they did their thing. And the end of that, where it just happens to show Sabine's journey still sort of aligned up with one of the people who was not in the ghost crew, but they were kind of in the outskirts of that crew. And that's the journey ahead. That was a bookmark for me that said Star Wars Rebels is done, but I'm interested to see where some of these characters go. Yeah. And you can call it whatever you want. We've we we talked about this, but I don't I don't think the Rebels crew is there anymore because especially since they're not really rebelling against anything. They're more like protecting the galaxy at this point. Um, you know, they're protecting the sovereignty of Lothal against Thrawn, you know, because it's been freed and the, the galaxy is free at this point. Yeah. So I just think the story of, of rebels and uh, like getting the old band back together is not the direction for the future of those characters. And that when we see them in things, they are on a completely different journey. It's a new story featuring some of the same characters. Hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. And um, it'll be fun to revisit our thoughts on this when we get a clearer picture. And, you know, maybe when the Ahsoka series comes out, a lot of the things we talk about either get fortified or just like, well, that's not happening now. You know, so <laughs> yeah. we'll see. And that's the fun part of it. That I love these types of discussions where we're not tied to anything. It really is sort of open speculation, but using what we know to try and inform that. So I hope everyone enjoyed uh, this chat. Let us know your thoughts. You know, what's going on with this crew after the Ahsoka series? Dunzo, animated, live action. You got our thoughts. We want to hear yours. And uh, let's keep that discussion going because that's one of my favorite parts about talking about Star Wars is is speculating on what's to come. It's just a lot of fun stuff about that. So, uh, but we're not done. Uh, we have more fun stuff to do right now. So, Lacey, what's cooking? All right, guys, it's time for resistance transmissions. So the way this works is John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter. And you guys give your answers. And we read them on the show. And I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know what you said. And we see what happens. It's pretty fun. All right. Next. Pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Uh, All right. So the situation is after surrendering the... (laughs) Surrendering. (laughs) Surrendering. Surrendering the Empire to the New Republic. Longtime Palpatine... How do you say that? Sycophant? Sycophant. Sycophant? What does that mean? Like a lackey supporter? Yeah. I have never seen that word in my life. Mazamita wrote a tell-all book about his time-serving sa- time chief Palpatine. What is the title of his book? 
Sycophant. <laughs> Sycophant. I've honestly, I've never seen that word in my life. All right. Sneaky Zebra at Sneaky Zebra. What up, Sneaky Zebra? Uh, What's up? They said he is the Senate from emergency powers to, to ultimate power. Unlimited Unlimited. Power. Oh, unlimited power. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen that word before? Yes, I have, James. <laughs> All right. What a jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I picked Nicholas on Lacey. Nicholas Kratz. Lacey, at... I know you've seen that word before, Lacey. <sighs> Thanks. Nicholas Kratz at Nicholas Kratz. What up, Nicholas? He said, much to my chagrin, you guys are coming with all the big words today. Mm-hmm. Going along for the ride. <laughs> so I think it's a play on words because I think his species is a chagrin. Oh. Well, that's what he did there. Much to my chagrin. I thought it was just a typo. Because <laughs> in the doc, it has like a red line like it's a typo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, too, is that the Grand Inquisitor was supposed to be that species, and then they realized that they couldn't put that character model inside of a, a like a TIE fighter or a ship or something. So mm-hmm. they just, they've created, they made him something different. And so when he says go along for the ride, I also kind of picture like that in, in the TIE fighter, like going along with the ride. He's a Powin, right? I think yeah. that's what the Grand yeah. Inquisitor is. Yeah. <clears throat> John Schmodown's coming through. All right, EOS slash G the Game Maker <laughs> at Dawn Knight X. <laughs> that is quite a name. Said, mm-hmm. we did it. How an insider helped bring down the empire from within. Oh. <laughs> that was one of my favorites. <laughs> Next is Mark at the Kind of Vacants. Duh, underscore kind underscore awakens. Mark said, wrinkles in time, <laughs> scarred, deformed, but with great resolve, but mostly deformed. <laughs> Funny. Next is Derek Lazar- Lazaro at long sleeve boy. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> All right, <laughs> his is take it or sheave it. <laughs> <laughs> How a senator from Naboo pulled the wool over the eyes of a galaxy. I'd buy that book. I would buy that book too. That sounds take really it or crazy. It. Yeah, I I think it would be interesting. Yeah, just just based on this, Derek, your your comment here, I think it would be interesting to see sort of a an in universe book like a like they get claudia gray or whatever you know what some author to write a book as if it's a book in the star wars world they do Mm -hmm. it with reference books a lot but like never like a novel but like actually make it sort of this like masamita put out the book and then you can now read about his perspective and like all these things where he's kind of telling the story secondhand like yeah it was crazy we were there and she like did these things and we were like oh you know wow <laughs> we were amazed by his power and you know mm-hmm. stuff like I, I think that would be an interesting read next is Jennifer Ann Redmond Redmond at J A underscore Redmond Hello, Jennifer. Jennifer said, Amida, huge mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent work. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much. If you want to be a part of the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN and look out for the resistance transmissions. Mm -hmm. Back to you, John. All right. Uh, Just so everybody knows, we are in the process of uh, updating our Patreon uh, we will let you know when that's happening, but uh, head to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Get ahead of the game. Support what we do. Two episodes every week. We really never take time off, and we have a lot of bonus content that we put just on Patreon. So if you like what the three of us do and want some more, head there. But also, uh, we have a lot of cool benefits and stuff as you climb the ranks, but you can sign up and get access to all the bonus stuff, just $2 a month. Um, but I do want to say a special thank you to our generals and spice runners. Um, our top patrons, 
can't do it without you. Uh, our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Chris, maybe? <laughs> Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Samuel Zilke, Sneaky Zebra, and Val Trichkoff. And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, and Jeremy Myers. Thank you all for all your support and to all our patrons. But yeah, again, the site, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Check out the tiers, sign up, support us. We're going to have a big fun fall uh, with our live streams and all that stuff uh, for Andor and uh, what's coming with Bad Batch. So it's a great time to sign up and support what we do. And we really appreciate it a great deal. It allows us to do as much as we do. And uh, the more support we get, the more we're going to be able to do that. So thank you. Um, make sure you subscribe, like we've said before, to your favorite audio podcast platform. But also like rate us if you can on whether it's Apple or Spotify. We're almost at 350 Spotify ratings, so five stars. If you if you love us, we appreciate it, and follow us there. It helps us show up in searches, so you're doing a great deal for two seconds of your time to helping us out there. Uh, Star Wars News Net for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Johnny Hoey on Twitter, writing and editing at Star Wars News Net, and my uh, movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, available also on all audio podcast apps, free. Uh, Lacey. You can find me for free on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. You make me pay. Bucko five. Unbelievable. And you blocked me. How do you pay and get blocked at the same time? Your joke sucks. Go ahead, James. <laughs> um, if anybody wants to talk to me online, you can talk to me by using the handle at Myra Trunks on both Twitter and Instagram. We're all sick of fans. That's all, mm-hmm. that's all I know. Uh, have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Uh, Labor Day weekend. So I, I assume most people might have a long weekend. So enjoy it. Uh, the end of summer is arriving, but Star Wars is just heating up. So we'll see you with another episode Monday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. <laughs> I just thought about...